There are a lot of sirens. I hope everything is well. Amen. We send God's word to whatever situation it is. Peace. Be still. Amen. 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 Now, uh, from tonight, we start embarking on a, on a wonderful book called First Peter. Book of First Peter. We took a little break, a little bit. I hope you enjoyed the break. Eh? Even the lessons on the four faces was a good lesson, right? Yeah, so we look at uh, First Peter, a very interesting book that the Lord speaks to us by the Spirit, wonderful things. Uh, the Bible says that open my eyes that I may be able to see the wondrous works in your laws. That when I look at the law of God, I may be able to see the power, the revelation that is in, in the word, that is domiciled in the word of God. Amen. I hope you have found where First Peter is. Uh, <laughs> remember, Peter was uh, one of the most famous uh, disciples of Jesus. He's a guy whose heart was in the right place, uh, but uh, did a lot of mistakes. Yet, I've always said, being the last candidate to qualify for the job, Jesus qualified Peter to be the head. Amazing. And if Peter can qualify, it gives people and the rest of us um, an assurance, a guarantee that he's also able to use us. Amen. The man who had denied Jesus three times, who had forsaken the ministry and went back to his fishing business, is a man now who wants to speak to us. Many years have gone by since Jesus left the earth. Now he has heard that there are a number of people, converts, believers that are undergoing persecution that are being persecuted because of the faith. They are going through hard times, and some of them have even forsaken the way because the persecution is too much. Now Peter is writing an epistle, is writing a letter to them. It's a letter that is going to encourage them immensely. Penning it down by the authority of the Spirit, the Bible says, for every word is breathed of God, and it is profitable. It says, no word came to them which was of private interpretation. But every word has something. Amen. Amen. The writer of Hebrews says, these words have been written so that they become examples for us. So us, through patience and perseverance, can lay hold of that which is promised. So Peter is writing to these believers that are persecuted. They are going through hard times, and he just wants to encourage them. 
And you're going to see as we look at this book, uh, the way he encourages them is very unique because he tries to remind them some things that maybe they, they might have forgotten. But you see, uh, Peter knows at two or three things about departing from the way. So when he writes, he writes as somebody who has been there, done that, gone through a lot of challenges, the weakest of the weak, yet he has been able to stand until this time. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we look at uh, chapter 1, and the first thing that he starts with, you won't believe it. Because this is so important, you would have, you would have thought that he would have gone straight to the encouragement, okay? The encouragement of the believers tell, telling them that do not worry, be encouraged. But the first thing that he wants to tell them is number one out of this chapter is called identity. What is your identity? I've told you this without number. That for you to face the challenges that you face in life, first, you must know who you are. You must know who you are. Because sometimes, you need to know who you are for you to understand what it is you are going through. Why am I going through the things that I'm going through? Why do I have to pass through the things I'm passing through? Sometimes the things that we pass through are related to who we are. Yeah? <laughs> they are related to who we are. Praise God. I wish you get the revelation out of this book. It's going to change your life forever. Hmm? You know, some, sometimes you sit down and read a book and, and it becomes life. You know, the logos word jumps out to become rhema, the spoken word. You can feel the life in the word. I feel the life in the word. I, I feel God's voice by himself, you know, speaking through these words. Could feel like these are not the pages I'm reading. These are not letters. This is, I'm seated next to somebody who's speaking those words. Those words to me. So the first thing is identity. Your identity in God. Straight from the introduction. Says Peter, an apostle of who? Jesus Christ. An apostle of Jesus Christ. To who? The pilgrims of the dispersion. So identity is number one. But A, out of identity, is speaking to them. Telling them who they are. They are pilgrims. In other words, they are people whose residence is not here. There are things they will go through simply because they are not of this world. They are not of this world. They say they are pilgrims of the dispersion, meaning the scattered. All of them are not together. Huh? 
They are not all together. They are scattered across a region. Some versions say they are strangers. Some versions say they are sojourners. This is all about identity. So we are talking about A. They are sojourners. They are pilgrims. They are strangers. Hmm? They are what? Exiles. So there are things they are facing. Because they are not of this world. Because they are strangers. They are sojourners. They do not. Look, my brothers and sisters, this is going to liberate you. Why? Because if you are a stranger and you are a sojourner, you cannot then try to fit in. Huh? You, could, you should not be worried that you are not fitting in. <laughs> you should not be worried that you are not... Uh, you are not in agreement. Uh, you are not meant to be in agreement. You are not meant to fit in. Eh? So you should not be depressed because a certain group of people is not admitting you. Or you are feeling out of place. Or you are feeling awkward. You are not meant to be. You see how liberating that is? That when they weigh the people in your marketplace, in your job, they are looking like as if you are, you are of a different kind. You are out, you are an outlier. <laughs> Isn't it? You are out of the norm. Your speech is different. Sometimes you don't understand what they are speaking about. Because they are of a different citizenship. You are a pilgrim. <laughs> And the thing is, look, look at this. The reason why you are stationed in life should not worry you. You are a sojourner. You are on trans transit. When a, a transit good driver arrives, for example, in Salgar, which is the, the common place where these trailers meet, isn't it? Now, when he arrives in, uh, in, in, in Salgar, and he finds there is a lot of insecurity, there is a lot of uh, pro the problem of food, there is a problem of uh, supply, there is a problem of housing, there is a problem, certain problems, isn't it? He cannot sit there and say, now I'm suffering depression because in this market there is luck. No. Because I'm moving to the next market. I am on transition. I am on transit. I'm a pilgrim. I'm a sojourner. So sometimes I'll sit with my folk in my clan and they will not understand my language. And because of that, because the, the world is not used to uh, somebody different, we are, we are, not, we are not educated. And we are not raised to treat uh, different people. People look different like us. Yeah? That's not how we are raised. So we are raised to be suspicious of something that is outside the norm. To disbelieve something that we do not understand. So I cannot sit here and, and worry and beat myself about it. No. He says he is writing to the pilgrims of the dispersion. Dispassion, the, the scattered. 
the people that are scattered, wherever you are, you might be alone, but you are the scattered. They are your brothers and sisters across the globe. That, that's why the Bible says, whatever you are going through, other brothers are going through the same thing. So you are not alone. So never reach a place and feel like I am alone, going through this alone. No, you are not alone. Hmm? I wish you were able to understand what I'm teaching you. Your life will be liberated forever. So a few things in this world that are happening around us will not, will not worry you. Because eh? you look at them and see this is temporary. Say, you know, why am I different? Why are they not understanding me? Why? No, I'm a sojourner. When I enter into re any relationship with a worldly person, when I go into any association, I have this thing in my mind. I have very little expectation for their understanding of me, for my fitting in, because I come with a different DNA. I'm a sojourner. And what do, do sojourners do? Look at your father Abraham, Hebrews chapter 11. He says because he was a sojourner, eh, he allowed his sons to dwell in tents. Why? Because he was looking forward for a city whose foundation and builder is who? Yes. So his eyes were not focused on what he was going through. His eyes were focused on a city that is being built. I told you before, the game is already done. The script has already been written. The results are already out. You are emerging on top. So don't worry about the process. Don't worry about what you are going through right now. Because the end has already been predetermined. Hmm? One day you know you shall sit with grey air with your grandchildren and tell them stories. Isn't it? Now look at that picture and frame it. And now go through what you're going through. As a sojourner. These people are scattered. The Bible says some in Pontus, some in Galatia, Cappadocia, isn't it? Asia and Bithynia. They were scattered all over a big region. He's writing to them. All these provinces had believers that were going through hardship and persecution because of their faith. They were not receiving certain jobs because of their faith, certain connections because of their faith. They were not giving some favorable shifts because of their faith. They were losing some staff, some opportunities because of their faith. But he tells them, no matter what you suffer, remember your identity. What is your identity? Number one, you are a pilgrim in the dispersion. You are a sojourner. You are a stranger. Hey. After that sinks, you stop to try to fit in. Trying so hard to fit in. Number two, you are the elect. You are the elect. Some of us do not know what it took for our election. 
I wish you were able to receive revelation. It is not adabracadabra that you are saved. It is an election that God consciously chose you out of. And let me tell you, the Bible is teaching us that your election involved the whole trinity. It was not one person that is seated to say, come. No. The whole trinity was involved in this board meeting to choose you. Hmm? I am the elect. So let me tell you, after the whole trinity, celestial board meeting has chosen me. Why should I be depressed because somebody is not choosing me? Huh? That somebody here on earth has not chosen me or forgotten about me or did not. Eh? <laughs> you see, like a little boy when he came, he did not come with a lot of bitterness and so on. A little boy was taking care of the flock of the father. Yes? And the recruiter had come at home seeking for somebody to take over an assignment. And he looked at them, they qualified, they qualified, and he called all of them. The oil could not flow. And he says, don't you have another? Even the father had forgotten that he has somebody else. You see, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you can be so hurt because somebody at work uh, forgot you, somebody that you went to school forgot you. What about your own parents? Couldn't remember that there was a young boy. Hmm? He says, only a young boy called David, and he's taking care of his father's few sheep. Few sheep. Say, so call him too. And when he came, the Holy Spirit said, Yes, this is the one. You understand? Why? It was not his father choosing him. No, he had forgotten about him. It was not the prophet choosing him. The prophet had seen Eliab. But God, you are the elect. So you must wake up in the morning and say, today I am the elect of God. I am the choice of God. Huh? That I was not doing other things or God did not try to do something before he chose me. You know, there are those uh, lovers that are chosen after everybody has refused. Hmm? Nilikuwa napenda msichana mwingine Black Beauty nikamwendea tukiwa second year akakataa sasa nikaona nisitoke bure nikapata wewe You are not second rate second rate choice that somebody else refused so that now no How are you elect, elected number one, look at that we are still at at B isn't it Elect. He says, elect according to what? The foreknowledge of who? God the Father. Foreknowledge. Hey. That, that English is for, before, and to knowledge. Isn't it? For knowledge of God. Now, my brothers and sisters, do, we, do, do you believe that God knows about tomorrow? 
Do you know, do you believe that God knows how your life will end up? What you will do and what you will not do. Now imagine the omnipotent God, the omniscient God, the all-knowing God, consciously with all the information at his disposal, chose you. He says, it is Kevin I want. Imagine. For according to his foreknowledge. Hmm? Not these confused people who tell you, Nengejua utakuwa hivi. Singe kuchagua. He knew. According to his foreknowledge. Yani, God knows you. What you will do tomorrow, what you will do 10 years to, to come, but he says, it is her that I want. According to his full knowledge. He chose us in Christ. Ephesians 1, 4 and 5. Isn't it? Before the foundations of the world. He chose us in Christ. Now, the Bible is telling us that it is God the Father who chose you. God the Father. Mungu Baba. He says, I want Francis. Yes. But are you committed? We on Donataka. But are you coming? We on Donataka. Are you gifted? We on Donataka. Villa Memes Manjayake. Nataka, who you understand? And he grabbed you like this. And he says, now I'll put you on the palm of my hand. No one can take you out of there. I tell you, sometimes when you read these words, it becomes rhema to you. You hear the voice of God directly telling you, you are my elect. I have chosen you. To be chosen is not an easy thing. To be chosen. Huh? Kama wewe hii kajobu uko nayo unalipwa 15000 uliposikia barua imesema wewe ndio umechaguliwa how did you feel about it how did you feel Eh Hiyo tu Na umesema wamekupa hiyo job for 4 weeks Hawezi lala ukiplan kuona nguo gani utavaa bande Imagine now, the God of heaven, the creator of heaven and earth, who have not chosen you temporarily, but to the ages to come, he has said, I want, I want him. And I want him, I want to use him to show the world how strong I am. So, God the Father, according to his foreknowledge, has chosen us, isn't it? Through, number two, through sanctification of who? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Through sanctification of who? The Holy Spirit. <laughs> now, look, Peter is telling us this is, this is revelation. That if it can jump out of the text and get into your spirit, your life will change. It is sanctification through the Holy Spirit. In other words, 
au kuji katika kanisa na hii udini yako ya kwamba najitakasa najitakasa god himself has sanctified what was evil it is the work of god in your life you are just availing yourself the god chose me before the foundation of the world he called me and he has washed and sanctified me by his spirit it is the spirit that is qualifying me so kuna mtu yule alikuwa ananiona tu kwa ba kuna tu yule mtu alikuwa ananiona nikipiga watu ngeta hiyo of course haijatoka kwa akili yake but the work of the holy spirit has come to cleanse me so they have remained with the tag but they don't know that the holy spirit has already I'm no longer that person. And it is not my work. No. Me I just avail, I just yield to the spirit. That is why the work of sanctification for a believer, it is not your work. Trying to be good and trying to qualify and trying, eh? Uh-uh. I just avail myself to embrace the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. the work of the trinity in my election i am elected him who he foreknew he predestined to be to the of his son so that we now he might become the firstborn among brethren romans 8:30 29 and 30 and is the one now he calls me he glorifies me he foreknows me he calls me he sanctifies me to the preserve James chapter 1 verse 1 tells us the preserve the called sanctified by the spirit through the sanctification of the holy spirit the bible says to the obedience and the sprinkling of what of the blood of jesus christ isn't it the obedience and the sprinkling of the blood obedience In other words now God are you seeing the work of the holy the trinity there that he foreknew God the Father he has sanctified the holy spirit the obedience come through the holy the Jesus Christ now it is Jesus Christ working in me obedience I'm not putting my 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 targets how i will obey god no i just realize i'm changing i just realize i'm yielding there are things that were so hard for me to do the other day but right now it seems easy it's just like you're going to the gym and you find that oh you just lifted 13 kilograms yet you didn't know about it because 
the obedience through the sprinkling, the sprinkling is washing my conscience. I, you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you, isn't it? The obedience is coming through. Now I'm yielding because of the love of God is constraining me. Constraining me to live the work of righteousness. It is not my work. He, the Spirit, now through the Holy Spirit that has sanctified me. God the Son, through the Word, is working in me both to will and to do. It's goodwill, isn't it? I'm just being transformed. The more I continue to yield, the more I look like His Son. To the full stature of the measure of Christ. I'm looking like him. I think I'm, I'm elected. I'm the elect of God. I'm the elect of God. The whole Trinity sat down and said, okay, tuchague, okay. Tuchague huyu, okay. Wewe utafanya nini? For knowledge, to mere foreknowledge, you sanctify. And you cause obedience and the sprinkling. So the work of the cross is done by Jesus Christ. He did not die 2,000 years ago. The Bible says he died. He shed his blood at the foundations of the earth. What we saw was a manifestation of what he already did. Hmm? Election. There are a lot of psychosocial illnesses that come out through this revelation. Why? Why? The author of life, the creator of heaven and earth, has sat on a committee and said, I am chosen. Eh? Then in part another confused Kalenjin from Kericho, not Kalenjin is a problem. No, I'm using as an example. Then Ansema, you, you don't belong here. No, 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 no. You must grow as a believer to reach a place where you find that you are immune to the issues of the world. Because you are inside your spirit. You know you are, your election is sure. In fact, we shall continue to see the Bible text tells us that your election is sure. Your election is sure. To the elect. To the elect. You are a pilgrim. You are a sojourner. But you are a elect. Now he says, blessed be God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who by the abundance of his mercy, he has done what? He has begotten us again into a living what? Into a living hope. But through what? From the dead. So number three, you are not only elected, you are now begotten. <laughs> the begotten of God. 
Look, for God so loved the world that he did what? He is. But do you know now, we only don't have the only begotten son of God. Now we have begotten sons. That means he elected you in the spirit. He gave birth to you. Begotten again, the Bible says. Isn't it? Eh? Sinasema evo. Begotten again. English in Amanisha that he was begotten before. Ama? Ulipia English, sindio? Unit. Begotten again. So you are begotten of God. Begotten. This is how your begottenness looks like. It is born out of number one, abundant mercy. So we are looking at number C, isn't it? Begotten. How is begotten? Out of abundant mercy. Abundant mercy. Now, this is important for you to understand. There are so many believers who at certain points of their life feel like God has run out of mercy. That's why you enter now into guilt and condemnation. Because you feel God's mercy have reached the end. Yet the Bible tells us that he renews his mercies every morning. In other words, the believer has sufficient mercy for each day. That's powerful. Changes your life forever. Knowing that even what I did yesterday was wiped away, but today has sufficient mercy for me. That's why in everything I call upon the masses of God, say, Lord, remember mercy. Your masses are new every day. And even today, I qualify for your masses. I qualify for your masses. You that delivers me from destruction, and crowns my life with tender mercies and loving kindness. Psalms 103 verse 5. Loving kindness. Hmm? So the mercies of God. You know, we, we sing about it. I knew every morning. But until that song leaves your brain to your heart. Because we sing that and still go back to do what? To feel guilty, to feel woe. But we don't know the masses of God have been renewed. And our begottenness is what? Through abundant mercy into a living what? Hope. My brothers and sisters, when the Bible says there is living hope, that means there is a dead hope. I'll come through for you on Monday. Hmm? Nitakuso Tuesday. 
Lakini unangojea Tuesday unasema acha nipatie mpaka jioni. Ilikuwaaje anasema ah sikufaulu hiyo ni dead hope. But the Bible is telling us the hope that we have is living hope. And can I tell you father that this hope is not a substance is not something that we are promised is a person Christ in us the hope of what of glory so it's a guarantee And this begottenness comes through resurrection. Isn't it? There is a, the power of the resurrected Christ. You know, the resurrection of Christ is a statement that if he came from death to life, we can also do what? The Bible declares him as the firstborn from the dead. Isn't it? That means now we are the third seventh born from there what? Cuz he resurrected we shall also do what? We come back to life. So it's guaranteed it's guaranteed. If Jesus Christ is risen and seated at the right hand of God, that means whatever we have is guaranteed. The begotten of God. I'm the begotten of God. I've been born again. Been born again. So ule mtu uliona kitambo akizaliwa from whatever village is not that one. I'm born again. I'm the begotten through abundance mercy. I've been begotten into a lively living hope or lively hope through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ that's point number C isn't it look at number point D unto an inheritance isn't it there is a reward for us there is an inheritance We, we are begotten. Yani, sikia, kiswali nasema, yani, tumezaliwa kwa mali. Yani, umetolewa kwa skwala. You are former kind of life, of disease, of stress, of condemnation, into an inheritance. Eh? That uka, ukafa, ulipozaliwa, ukapata sasa, eh? You're in a kingdom. Hmm? Now the queen died the other day. Now the son dia kachukua, eh? Now how old? Uh, 73, sasa ndia na inherit. Wadunia unajua unaomba unataka waende araka. These inheritance Look at this inheritance. 
is undefiled. Isn't it? The other characteristic of this inheritance is what? Incorruptible. Sile umeka chini ya mattress, sile umepata mtu akichange mattress imeanguka ama imefanya nini? Ah ah. Ama ilikuwa kwa mfupa yako hivi ulipotoa makaratasi ikaanguka. Ah ah. The incorruptible it cannot be corrupted. This inheritance is incorruptible. One is undefiled too. It does not fade away. It does not fade away. And number four, it is reserved for you. It is reserved in heaven for you. So, look. You know, the fact that it is reserved in heaven for you does not mean you do not access. Isn't it? but you're only accessing part of it. The wealth that you are you're ever going to enjoy in this world is already reserved for you, but it's nothing compared to what has been reserved for you. Hmm? So, adjust your brain, your thinking. Usikuwe una act funny kwa sababu uko around a rich person. You are speaking in a change, the way you dress in a change. Uh-uh. Look, when you are a rich person, you are comfortable around riches. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Welcome, sir. Nini, ato unashindo, what should come before? Relax. Huh? Start having the mentality of abundance, of riches. Know how what when you are konavi wanaishi. We have entered into an inheritance. <laughs> Are you seeing? And our lives are getting better and better. Better and, and better. Nitakuwa naongea na wewe kwa asubuhi kitu saa nne uko na business meeting Mombasa na bado unasema unakuja hii bado yes yes unaelewa mm. sababu flight ni ya 3 and you be here <laughs> wachana hii hata nikikuongelesha saa kumi kama uko westlands in very hard very hard to think <laughs> But you're waking up in Dubai in the evening you'll be in our establishment service. Hallelujah. And I told you one day you shall remember. We used to say this. Pastor used to say these things. I tell you for a, tr- a truth. Because our hope is living, living hope. And God is abundant of mercy. Hmm? So try and start to prepare. Hallelujah.
And he said, he has reserved for who? For you. Do you have you in your, in your Bible? Eh? Your verse in Aisha na you, isn't it? But we need to qualify your you. Because the Bible now qualifies you. The next verse says here, who? So number D, number E, yeah? number E is preserved. Preserved. Do you know Mali? Unaweza kuwa Mali na kungojea Mali, lakini you are not preserved. Unafika huko haupati. Have you seen people who leave this world when they have just started now to, to enjoy the labors of their hands? Huh? Or disease and sickness is just taking you away from what you, you, you have worked for. That shall not be your portion. Because the Lord preserves you. He says, how is your preservation? Number one, by the power of what? The power of? God. The power of God. He preserves you by his own power. Not the grill, grills that you're putting on or the, whatever, the diet or the medication that you're taking. It's preserved by the power of God. Preserved. Some this life you shall enjoy to the fullest. But not only the power of God. What does the Bible say? Beyond the power of God, we are sustained by what? Faith, through faith. Faith. The just shall live by what? By faith. It is not by sight. It is not by what we are seeing. The Bible talks about Abraham. Who beyond hope believed in hope. He's saying he that is able even to resurrect the dead. That Sarah though advanced in years with Abraham. God. He knew God. Is able to change. Is he, he is able to lift the dead. Why not resuscitate the living? Believe beyond hope. Knew for a fact there was a witness inside his, his, his spirit that God will do it. God will do it. Their natural mind was laughter. That's why Isaac is called laughter. In Genesis 18, the Bible says the two men came in Mamre when they were living in the cool of the day. And they were seated in the tent. He says, at this time next year, your wife Sarah shall conceive. They heard a voice from the tent, the, behind the tent. Hey! Hmm. The lady was laughing. He these are visitors, they are strangers, they even don't know us. Hmm? And they are speaking funny, funny things, isn't it? Funny, funny things. But not only Sarah. When the Bible says, spoke to Abraham, he says, now... This Eliezer in my house shall be my, my heir. The Bible says, no, he shall not be your... The Bible says, Abraham also laughed. Sarah was not the only 
laughing person in that house. Walikuwa wamefika age ya kucheka. Just like you are laughing. Me, manager, me. Hey. Unajua kwa job yetu qualifications za manager ni nini? Do you know? Hey. Mimi, nipande ndege mimi. Mimi. Kama kwa gari tu ndio natapika nafanya nini? Mimi. I'm telling you build your faith preserve your faith and this god will surprise you the, the same guy in your family meeting anything they will be listening say what to do faith the substance the evidence the eyes have not seen but i have the evidence i have the deed in my hand the god who promised is faithful to do it mimi ndio naongoza hiyo institution when god is telling you that you do not even qualify to work in that institution in the first place Leave alone the position he's telling you about. But it's not only through faith. Unto what? Unto salvation. Unto salvation. You're preserved unto salvation. God is going to come through in every way. The last part of that verse is interesting. It says what? <coughs> yes. In other words, you are preserved for manifestation. God is waiting for an opportune time. Eh? <laughs> when they think now it's over, it's done, it's what? God now is manifesting his hands. The son that he foreknew, the son that he has elected, the son that he has called or begotten, the son that he has called into inheritance. Imagine all this time you are not known. All this time with the wealth, with the resources that you have, you are just behind the curtains. But now, he's saying, because he's preserving you by his power, preserving you by your faith in him and unto salvation for the opportune time it's called the last time to be revealed wanauliza huyu amekuanga wapi huyu amekuanga wapi isn't it mmekuanga Sema kitu. Sema sina kitu. I have no comment. Ah, sema. I have no comment. Kosi na ukifika pale pia. I have no 
Sina maoni. What else? Even parents at home are asking, hey, so you get those awkward telephone calls. Your manifestation has come. And let me tell you, as sure as the heaven is from the earth, and as sure as the sun rises every day, this shall come to pass. Because he that promised is faithful to bring it to pass. Amen. Let me ask you, children of God. Uneza fika mahali kama hapa, kupata neno kama hili, ambalo Peter meandika, uwe na identity crisis. Trying to find yourself. Trying to know yourself. Unaheza kuwa na hiyo shida? Unaitaji sebu na self-identity, self-awareness. To understand myself, to know who I am. Now get up on your, on your two feet and let's make a prayer. Out of all those things, what are you still grappling with? What has not gotten into your spirit? You have sung about it. Maybe you even know about it. But you haven't received the revelation of it. It has not sunk in your spirit. That's the prayer I want you to make tonight. Say, Lord, to know that I'm important, that I'm the elected of God, that I'm the appointed of God. In the name of Jesus. My God. To know that I don't have to try to fit in. Because I'm the pilgrim. I'm a sojourner. Oh God. Help me by your spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh glory and honor and power and praise. That you shall preserve me. That the fear that I have. I may not make it. I may not be arrived there. I may not leave to see that day. Lord. You are the preserver. You have preserved me. The Bible says, kept in God, in the name of Jesus. That I shall be preserved, that I shall be kept by your power in the name of Jesus. By your faith in the name of Jesus. That I shall live to see my manifestation, my glorification. You have said, those that you have called, you have glorified. In the mighty name of the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, receive a revelation tonight. Receive a revelation tonight. Receive a revelation tonight in the name of Jesus. Receive a revelation tonight in the mighty name of Jesus that you may receive the revelation from God. In the mighty name of the Lord, break his etala babushika tarabazar. Represecate the babushika talabazar. Shada katalaba. Rebazakatala mashatarabazar. In the mighty name of the Lord, Shakatalaba Musika. Help us to understand by your spirit, O God, what the truth of your word. 
in the name of Jesus. We bless you, we honor your name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your children right now. Commend them to you, O God. By the revelation and the anointing of God, I speak to their spirit that every chain shall be broken. Lord, they shall know that the election is for sure. They are preserved. They are the begotten of God. They are chosen and set apart for you in the name of Jesus. Let this truth of your word sink deep in their spirit that they shall never be oppressed by the enemy anymore in the name of Jesus. We set the captives free right now by the authority of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give Jesus a mighty praise. and your tithe. Praise God.